Hi, I am your host, Dr. Chase Raymond, and with this podcast, I hope to bring you a fresh perspective on leadership and the strategies you must take to be an effective leader. We will focus on what it takes to lead today so you can achieve tomorrow's goals. This podcast is designed to develop and maintain existing leaders, but also to inform those who desire to be leaders. Today's episode is going to be a two-part episode focused on developing intrinsic motivation across the people that we lead inside our organizations. Studies show your employees are in need of something special, something more meaningful at work. And at the same time, other studies have shown that organizations are in search for ways to create such meaning at work. And so hopefully this two-part podcast can provide some guidance on this topic. All right, so let's begin part one of the podcast titled Leadership, Creating a Meaningful Experience at Work. All right, so today we will be discussing creating a meaningful workplace for your employees. Some may argue Why should we create a workplace that has any more meaning than what already exists? We already create products or services. Shouldn't that be enough, right? Well, this is true to some extent. I think you would agree that much of your life is spent at the office, in the field, on the factory floor, wherever it is that you work. And most of us, 70%, according to a recent poll, say that their personal sense of purpose is defined by the work that they do. And just like any relationship that we enter into, the more meaningful it is, the more we find ourselves committed and engaged to it. But unfortunately, today's workplaces have become so concentrated on profit margins, data, and other benchmarks that it has lost its way. Now, don't get me wrong, there has been much discussion about how to win over today's workforce. But we are finding out that the most effective ways to recruit maintain and retain employees doesn't cost a dime and it involves increasing intrinsic motivation. And while I say it doesn't cost anything, it does require effort. It's effort in terms of leadership. And that is what we'll be discussing today. All right. So a study conducted in 2021 found that four out of five senior decision makers are exploring ways to increase motivation inside their organizations. At the same time, another study found that nearly two-thirds of today's workforce is struggling with mental and emotional issues, which translates to having difficulty being motivated at work. And this suggests that today's organizations are challenged to find employees that exhibit uh, job engagement and work commitment. One explanation for this centers around an employee searching for something that has meaning at work. I mean, man has been in search of meaning since the dawn of time. You can just read Plato. But in these contemporary times, studies show people, specifically in the workplace, are in search of something that gives them a meaningful experience. Sure, extrinsic motivators like salary, bonuses, health benefits, and other type of perks are desirable and they are certainly needed, but these only go so far. And we can generally find these about any time we go to work these days. 
but it is the intrinsic motivators that people are really looking for in today's workplace. When workers feel high levels of intrinsic motivation in their workplace, they report greater levels of creativity and productivity, and they also experience greater levels of collegiality with their coworkers, kind of a sense of community in the workplace. But more importantly, get this, intrinsically motivated employees will also have stronger levels of job commitment. They're more engaged with their work, and they feel like they belong to something meaningful. Commitment, engagement, and meaning, these are the things that today's employers are desperately trying to foster inside their organizations. So organizational leaders would serve their organizations well by creating an organizational culture that motivates employees and their teams by tapping into what intrinsically motivates them as members of the organization. Now, this sounds simple enough. I mean, all an organizational leader would have to do is tell their employees that they are part of something special, that this is meaningful. And I guess uh, you can try that, but there is a high probability that even if this brief and unmoving attempt succeeds, it will only last for a very short period of time, simply because workers have got to see, hear, and feel how your organization is making a difference in their lives and the lives of others across the organization. And we're going to talk about how we can do that next. So before the break, I was explaining the power of intrinsic motivation. And if you can find what intrinsically drives your employees, your return on investment, the ROI, will certainly be worthwhile. Namely, you'll find higher levels of organizational commitment, job engagement, and of course, uh, a meaningful experience at work. But what can we as leaders do to foster these high levels of intrinsic motivation? And so I'm going to suggest some action items that I believe you as a leader can do to increase levels of intrinsic motivation. And so this first action item, I call it, is values, beliefs, and attitudes. First, it begins with the values, beliefs, and attitudes at the top of the hierarchy. I'm specifically speaking to organizational owners, the founders, the CEOs, the presidents, resting high on that organizational chart. Whether you are starting a company or you are already part of a company, the values, the beliefs, and the attitudes reflect uh, what is special about that organization. The, the values that come from the founders, the values and the beliefs and the attitudes that are emitting from the heart of the owners of the company. And I say this is special because it will directly impact the second item that I'm going to talk about, and that is the culture of the organization. The second action item is organizational culture. This is the way the organization goes about conducting whatever it does. And the culture of the organization is a direct reflection of the values, beliefs, and attitudes of the company's founders or the top brass of the company. 
So again, if you are a key decision maker of the organization and you want to increase intrinsic motivation in your company, I'm speaking directly to you. If you find that your workers are disengaged, if you are seeing your job satisfaction rates fall while turnover rates are starting to climb, I'm speaking to you. It's time to look at the culture of your organization. Generally, the most successful companies will frame the organization's culture around specific things, and these are ethics and morals, combined with the belief that treating employees, customers, and stakeholders with high levels of respect is really in the best interest of the company. And finally, it's about producing a quality or a service that the employees are proud to rally behind. This is generally the framework of a positive workplace culture. Now, this podcast is about leadership, so I cannot emphasize this enough. While the founder may author the initial ingredients of the organization's culture, it is vital that every leader within the organization fully understands that culture. If not, you may have people within your organization that can impede upon those values, beliefs, and attitudes that was originally framed by the founders. And this happens quite frequently. For example, uh, new members will come into the organization. They're hired based on their qualifications, which is fine. But their values, their beliefs, and their attitudes will run counter to the culture that's already existing. And so it's like the old saying says, one bad apple spoils the bunch. And this is why it's so important that HR does its due diligence to hire smart and bring in people that will complement and support the desired culture of the organization. The same can be said for existing employees and existing managers across the organization. Everyone must buy in to the culture of the organization. As I said, organizational culture is about values, beliefs, and attitudes. And when everybody in the organization knows and understands the culture, then a pattern of shared basic assumptions is learned by the members of the organization. Once everyone in the organization has learned the culture, the way of doing things around here, everything will begin to align with the original idea of how the organization should be operated that was established by the founders. In other words, if you treat employees well, they will treat the company well, and etc. So this all uh, lends to being a positive, healthy workplace culture that members of the organization can certainly feel good about which is the key reason why they keep coming back to work. A good example of a company that uh, has a positive and very effective workplace culture is a company called SAS, S-A-S, and it's a software development company. And if you interview the employees, they would say that the company recognizes and respects them as people and professionals. And I say they recognize them as people because the company's co-founder and CEO, Jim Goodnight, he has created a campus-like atmosphere at SAS that literally caters to its employees. They offer on-site medical clinics, daycare services, concierge services, massage therapists, you name it. They have just about everything there on that campus. Whatever you can think of, they probably have it. But they provide this to all their employees as a perk just for working there. Now, much of these are considered uh, extrinsic motivators. 
However, at the same time, the employees uh, get a sense that their organization, their leaders, care about them. And this creates an intrinsic effect. So it is somewhat of an intrinsic motivator as well. The point is, if your organization's culture is rooted in ethics, morals, positivity, empathy, compassion, care, things of that nature, you can bet that your employees, your stakeholders, customers, and everyone across the hierarchy is going to appreciate being a part of that organization and what the organization offers. The next action item I like to call it is vision. Another key goal for leaders to be a part of is the vision of the organization. This is often embedded in the company's mission statement, but it may also be called a vision statement too. And the vision of the organization should explain to anyone who reads or listens to it, it should explain whatever we produce or whatever service we are providing, it's going to change the world in some way, whether it be through greater innovation, using sustainable products, maybe we're making products or services more affordable so the greater population can benefit, whatever the case. You are letting your employees know that all the hours and all the effort that they're spending at work is tied to a higher meaning or a greater purpose. Employees need to make that connection and to feel and believe they are contributing to this purpose every time they walk in the door and go to work. So if you're a leader, if you're a CEO, a president of the company, or you're thinking about starting a company, it's important that you develop a vision statement for your organization. When creating a vision statement, the statement should uh, explain where the organization is and will go in one, five, 20 years down the road. But equally important, it must say, how are we going to change the world as we blaze a path getting there? If you do this and you remind your employees of this vision on a frequent basis and adhere to those words, your employees will develop a deep connection to the work product. The next action item is trust. As leaders, we need to ensure that members of the organization not only trust you, but they feel that you trust them. Trust plays an important role in the inherent happiness of an employee. Whether you're working side by side, it's a remote situation, or maybe it's a hybrid type setting, employees need to sense that there is a high level of trust that exists across the organization. And make no mistake, employees will be the first to know if you or the leaders of that organization does not trust them. They will be micromanaged, they feel micromanaged, or they feel like they're being controlled. And studies show when you trust your employees to do what is right, they trust you. Employees are more productive and they're more creative at their jobs. And simply because they enjoy doing what they do. This all begins with you giving your employees correct and ample training. And this means you have no reason at that point to micromanage or control them. You trust that you've uh, provided uh, ample training They've had plenty of work experience and now it's time to let go of that leash a little bit and let them do their job. Um, this relationship of trust between you and your members should also involve 
you taking the time to actively listen to those people that you lead. And when trust is built by getting to know each other, then there's a kinship and a bond that will also form. And this all lends to greater uh, trust building between you and the employees that you lead. The next action item, I believe, is closely related to trust. And that is autonomy. It doesn't hurt to extend autonomy to your employees. When you trust your employees, you are saying, I have full faith in you. And I have full faith that you can do your job and do it well. But when you grant autonomy, you're also granting them a high level of freedom and responsibility over their own work. Extending autonomy to your employees fosters a range of benefits such as higher levels of job satisfaction. They feel valued. You'll end up having greater retention in the organization. And of course, you have greater commitment and greater engagement. Again, all the hallmarks of intrinsic motivation. The next action item is just giving praise and recognition. And I cannot say that enough. Give praise and recognition. This should go without saying, but it's often and frequently overlooked. As leaders, we need to ensure that our employees fully know and understand how much we respect and appreciate them. Far too often, companies develop this belief that giving workers a job and giving them a salary is enough. But it's not. One of the things I learned when doing my research throughout my dissertation was that praise and recognition from your leadership team can go a very long way. It is human nature to want to feel appreciated when we enter into a relationship. And at work, the work relationship is no different. When workers feel that they mean something to the organization, they are being recognized for doing a good job, being praised for their efforts, it will certainly make a difference in that individual's life and the lives throughout the organization. And this is not something that we want to do every blue moon or at every quarter. We need to do this at every opportunity. We need to communicate this message frequently to our employees that they are good at what they do and we are proud of what they do and we're happy that they're a part of this organization. All right, so these six action items are what I believe leaders can do to help create meaning at work. And this will end part one of the two-part episode on creating a meaningful experience at work. Part two is also available, and so I encourage you to go play that. And it will discuss two different leadership approaches I find particularly useful at creating a meaningful experience at work, but also increasing that important intrinsic motivation inside our employees. So I will close today's episode with a quote by Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple. And he says, the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking, don't settle. My friends, this is a motto of people who work in today's workforce. They are in search of something they love. They want to be a part of something special and something meaningful. And as many employers are finding out, People that they're bringing into their organizations today are not settling. They continue to look until they find what is meaningful. And this is why it's imperative to think about how to create a meaningful workplace for your employees. Thank you for listening to today's podcast here on Leading for Today. 
I hope each episode gives you insight on how you can lead your team and your organization toward achieving important goals and objectives. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and a review. And please tell your friends about us. Until next time, I'm Dr. Chase Raymond.